Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And today my guest is going to talk about potential in a way to really make a difference in your life. Now, from the classroom to the boardroom, Susan Fitzell knows how to bridge the organizational learning gap. And how does she do that? Well, through a variety of ways, but really she tries to help organizations find unique solutions that transform performance by teaching people, get this, get this, this is really important, how they learn. This is really important. It's not just that we show up one day and information's magically downloaded into our heads. We know this. We all learn differently. There's not just one way. And granted, when I was in grade school, there was only one way. And if you didn't figure that out, you didn't learn very much. But now that we're adults, we can actually think of this in a crazy way, control how we learn individually and how the rest of our teams operate. So today joining me to talk about her top 10 tips to learn fast and achieve more in her career is Susan Fitzell. So Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm honored. It is going to be it's going to be fun because, you know, we've obviously met before, so I know there's going to be some laughter today, and we're yes. probably going to also share some stories that will embarrass us both, but that's okay. <laughs> that's always a good part of this. Yes. <laughs> well, before we get into your top 10 tips, which are amazing and important, first tell us a little bit about your business and what you do to, you know, help people shock their potential. Well, my business is is based on the fact that I have, um, I've been working with learning and every every bit of knowledge that we know about how to learn since I was in school. Um, kind of it started in college where I, I realized the way I learned in elementary school may not have been the best way for me to learn. And actually it wasn't. I always thought I was just average. And then at, when I went to college, I started to learn how to learn. And mm. then I spent my entire career. I have an extensive background in education and I've carried that into biz, the business world in order to help people be able to learn fast and achieve more and maximize, at least I shock their potential. That's what I yeah. do. And in the, on the corporate sense, I help companies um, keep that talent. They, they hire great talent. And sometimes if they don't know how to tend to that cat talent or help that talent be successful in, in whatever they're supposed to learn for their jobs, they often lose mm -hmm. that talent, which is very expensive. Um, 
But mm. today we'll focus on the individuals because in the world that we're living in right now, there are a lot of people that are looking for what do I do next because they may not have their job anymore, they may be worried about a layoff, or they decide, you know, this is an opportunity. I have time to to do to meet that next goal that I want to meet. And they're not mm. really sure how. They don't have the confidence. You know, um, so many things that you just said really struck me. So I also started out as, as a teacher. And then I only taught for one year and then they were having massive layoffs in my hometown. So, you know, the only teachers that were still teaching were the ones who had a lot of tenure and that was not me. Um, right. So I had to figure out how to take my degree and use it somewhere else. And what I realized was an education degree is actually one of the most marketable degrees because right. it's about reaching people. So I was able to use it in kind of an adult education space, but also in sales and marketing because it's about figuring out how people learn and absorb information. And you know, right. now that I spent so much time in the corporate world, I realized not only you know from seeing it out there, but firsthand even for me, it takes a lot of time and energy and focus to train your employees. And most exactly. people give it up after the first couple weeks and say, they'll figure it out. And that, that right. Loss of opportunity there is so great for not only the individual but for the company. That's exactly right. When when that happens, it it's be, it, it, they end up like letting those companies go. I mean, those people go, especially their star performers. Well, I don't need to worry about that person. Uh, you know, he he's doing fine, or oh yeah, she's doing great, and I'm gonna work. They end up spending more time on the people that don't perform. And so what yes. happens is they they're focusing their energy on the people who are not performing or the onboarding new people. And then they just figure, you know, the others will just, you know, be fine, just like Keep you going. said. But what happens is um, when they do have to learn something new or they do have to take their game up a level, their employees, sometimes they, they don't one, they don't know that they're cared about Two, they they don't know how mm -hmm. to get there. And and then they either fail and get fired or laid off. It, or they leave and now yeah. the company has lost their one of their best employees as well as all that intellectual property they bring with them you know all that all that yes. skill and background knowledge and company culture it's it's a it's it's a challenge and um so what i try to do is help them bridge the gap between this is what you want them to learn and this is a system or the presenter or the trainer that you brought in this is your employees how do you make the two meet you know how do you how do you yes. help them bridge the gap the learn i call it the organizational learning gap um but then i you know right now it's also about helping employees who may be working remotely um or mm -hmm. just people figure out how they can learn fast and fail less Yes, I love that. Learn fast and fail less. And yes. I'm, you know, right now, um, I have a really unique experience because I have five people on my team. They're all remote. In fact, they're all mm -hmm. on the other side of the world. Seven hour time wow. difference. So we have all these challenges. Um, but I realize I have this incredible opportunity that I've never had in my career. And that is to really spend some one on one time with my team and talk with them honestly about where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. And you know, we always, I think, tend to shy away from that talk about weaknesses. Let's only talk about strengths, but there are weaknesses. We all have them and some right. don't make a difference. Like some weaknesses really, it doesn't matter. So let's not worry about those. But some weaknesses do impact their job. And so right. when I can say, hey, here's the things you're doing really well, I wanna keep them going and I wanna support them and I wanna take you to the next level. But here's the weaknesses that are causing a problem in the company. 
let's talk about it because we need to fix them. I've never, ever been able to speak this honestly and openly before. And I, mm -hmm. I was thinking about it the other day and I thought, why? Why didn't I do it before? I feel free now because it's my company, but why didn't I do it when I was responsible for 500 people? Why didn't I have, I mean, I had honest conversations with my team and with my managers, but not at the level that I'm doing now. And I can see that every time I have them, um, there's buoyancy. And then there's yes. a sense of, gosh, you know, because each one of us knows that our weaknesses are back there anyway, and we're all trying to hide from them. But when they're out in yeah. the open, you can deal with them. Right. You know, right now it's out. It's it not was, a surprise. It's not a secret. Right. I mean, and a lot of people with with any kind of like learning disability in the workplace do hide it. I mean, they try to hide it. Um, a, a colleague of mine, a colleague and friend was working in sales um, to be na nameless. He was working in sales at a very um, well-known company and he had severe dyslexia and he didn't really realize what the problem was until he identified his daughter his daughter got diagnosed with dyslexia and he went oh my gosh that's that's me you know and by the way mm. that happened to me too <laughs> my son got wow. diagnosed and i realized i had dyslexia and so um <laughs> he said he said it was he realized the company shifted towards a learning management system so that yeah. they could deliver the information that they needed on products more quickly but he said the killer was the learning management system he could work with but the killer was that he had to take these tests and the, they were all mm. on the computer and the the numbers and the letters are turning around and backwards and it, that was the worst struggle and he had been successful hiding this for for years for decades you know a couple of decades being successful in his job and now all of a sudden this this test made yes. put a glaring light on his dyslexia and he's like what do i do about this you know how do i do it and unfortunately that company lost him he ended up going to a company oh. that didn't require a test you know so yeah. that's exactly the kind of thing we've got to look at yeah, it really is. And you can lose some great people. But I also mm -hmm. think that you can, you know, you're, you talk about, you know, bridging that gap and, you know, making get, you know, faster to fail also, that sometimes then I think that would allow us, you know, the more honest we are, the faster we can get to when we know it's not a right fit and say, True. you know what, True. we've given it this opportunity. And, you know, here I am and not, I don't have to get mad at you and you don't have to feel stressed out. Just say, here's what we're going to put in place and we're going to try and work it. And, but we're going to know along the way whether you're there or not. And if you're not, no worries. You know, let's figure out where you need to be. Um, but maybe take some of the emotion out of that. So it's not like a massive termination because all of a sudden I'm frustrated with you, but it's really like, hey, we both worked on this. It's not the right environment for you. So it's, I, sorry, it's not going to be with us, but we may right. find it's time for you to find something that fits better with you. And right. you know, it, it's, it's just a different perspective for us all to have different honesty because like you said, given the fact that you know how many people are working remotely now and probably will be for quite a long time, that we all have to look at how we learn and operate and train differently or else no business is going to succeed. Exactly. Exactly. We and and I really am of the belief that even when an employee is failing, with with the exception of the people who it truly is a terrible fit, um, or it's that these the the person doesn't really have a good work ethic, doesn't really care or want to be there. Um, there are yep. people like that. Um, many people don't realize that they they can achieve a whole lot more if they just knew how. And when I say yes. how is 
we we go to school, right? And you said something really important at the beginning, the way you learned in elementary school, the way you learned when you were in school, same with me. We were told how to learn, write this down, take linear notes, um, um, study at night, stare at the paper. How many people go through school or have gone through school staring at the paper or just passing, just studying, cramming at the last minute to take the test and yes. pass the test? Well, the problem with that is once you get into the real world, you already have in your mind, I'm not really a good learner. I got through school, yeah. but I'm really, I, that's, I'm, I'm so glad I graduated. Now I have my job and I can be successful. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Now everything's changed. Boom. Now what do I do? <laughs> right? Right? And so, oh, but I didn't ever learn the right way to learn for me. And so because right. I didn't learn the right way to learn for me, I'm scared to death that I can't do this. Or when my manager says, you know, I need you, we're, yeah, we're in a remote world right now and you need to be able to do this, this, and this because you're working remotely. You're like, how do I learn that? And and whatever yes. it is, it could be, how do I learn to operate the way we are with Zoom and video and, and meetings and online processes and et cetera. It's like all this new learning. How, I, I wasn't good in school. I don't have a good memory. I don't know if I can do this. And that fear holds them back yeah. and accepting those limitations yeah. holds them back. When what I like to bring to the table is, what I do bring to the table is, no, 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 no. You know, you can learn. <laughs> People can learn way more than they think they can learn. We're going to teach you how to learn. And as you say, um, shock your potential. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, just side note before we get into your top 10 tips. I met a gentleman uh, in January. I was helping one of my clients pitch their app um, at, at investor meetings. And so I was mm -hmm. meeting all these people. There were all these tech companies pitching angel investors and, um, and venture capitalists. It was fascinating. I've never been a part of anything like that. But I met this man who was pitching his like fifth um, video game, you know, or whatever, uh, you know, an app, a game on an app. And mm -hmm. so then I just reached out to him the other day and was like, hey, how's it going? And he goes, oh, hey, by the way, I also created this other app with another company and it's all to teach you how to cram. And it is ah. a system that if you have to take tests that require cramming and lots of just repetitive things, this app teaches you how to do it. And I started laughing. I'm like, where was that when I was in college? Because that really was all, all I did was, you know, you have to pound all this information in, go take the test. And the moment you walked out of the room, it's like, it didn't stay in there. There was no way it right, fit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And I think he, he might he might have even called it micro learning. And, and it's mm -hmm. about putting stuff in front of you, whether it's on your phone or your email or where it you've got those little bits of information you're supposed to learn and they come up frequently during the day because that's the way mm -hmm. the brain learns learns through repetition one way yeah. it learns and so a lot of companies are getting into those apps that will continually um do here's the information at you know certain time of day answer the question and then boom and they do this like over the period of the, of the work day and they do it multiple yeah. days in a row which is going to work for most Smart. people that will for that for that where i have to memorize it and remember it for a test that'll work for most people. Before we end, I'll have to tell you one story. We might only have to do it afterward because I want to get to your top 10 tips because they're amazing. Okay. But there's just so many fun things that we could sit and complain about, especially from my college years. And one story that yeah. takes the cake. <laughs> yeah. so, you, so you have your top 10 tips for how to learn fast and achieve more in your career. So I'm going to just get out of your way a little bit. And 
why don't you share them? Let's start with, I don't know if you want to start with number one or number 10. You decide which one you want to start with, but throw it at us. Let's see what you got, girl. All right. I'm going to start with number one, because if I okay. don't, I'm going to, I, I'm so random. My brain is random. I'll lose track of where I'm at. But the first one, <laughs> and the first thing I think about is there's technology everywhere, like the app that you just talked about. Um, that person, mm -hmm. there, there's many of those systems. Use technology that not only increases your learning efficiency, it saves you time. You also brought up, Michael, that, that why, why didn't you do this with your employees? Because you didn't have time. Most yeah. of us still, I don't have the time for this. We've got so many things going on. Well, the employee doesn't have time either. Um, you know, one of one of my one of the people I was coaching said, you know, my my company wants us to do this learning, but then they give us so much work to do. There's no time. And what does my manager want more? Does my manager results. want? Yeah, he wants results, not whether I'm going to say, oh, I didn't make, meet my deadline because I spent five hours learning. Right. So <laughs> how do you? So the first tip is. Use a technology that'll help you learn fast, be more efficient, and save you time. And these are little things like screen clipping. So I'm always, if I'm watching a webinar, I'm screen clipping. I'm I'm taking keynotes and I'm putting them, you know, somewhere. And I'll get into where you put it in a minute. That's another step. That's number two. But use screen, a screen clipper on your computer to to catch the little bits of information you want to remember when you're trying to learn. Um, through a webinar or through a Zoom training or anything, right? If it's it's on video. Um, and if it's video Wait. video also, another great way is to use a, a speed controller. So little apps like oh, that, yeah. there's a video speed controller. The, I listen to so many of the, the videos that I have to watch or learn from with on fast forward, you know? And so that has just made this whole process wonderful. Like somebody could possibly listen to this video in the future that we're doing right now at, two times the speed we're saying it will sound really silly, but they might like yeah. that. You know? <laughs> well, I have a friend who listens to all my podcasts at two and a half times speed. I'm like, I talk fast as it is. I don't know how you understand it. <laughs> but it's amazing how the brain works. I thought it would be too fast too, but I'm doing it and I can do 1.75 speed. And you know what? It really does work. So all those things. So that's number one. I'm used text Wait, but to Let speech. me go back and ask you. Well, how do you, what? I've never done a screen clipper. I've done like a screenshot, but what's a screen clipper? So you get something like um, almost every um, computer has it, and even a lot of phones have it. So you have something on the screen. You may have to stop the video if you're doing it on your phone, like hit pause and mm -hmm. take a screenshot on your phone if you're doing it on your phone. On my phone, I just go swipe across it. It takes a picture of the screen. On my computer, I have, um, it's really a snipping tool. It's called a snipping tool. Um, gotcha. You can do a print screen if that's something, you know, a lot of people that, that have been on the computers for a while use print Screen pretty frequently. I also mm -hmm. use an app called Snagit, and Snagit is from TechSmith, and that also allows me to take screenshots. So whatever yeah. you can do, you want a device on your computer or your phone that that you can, or your iPad, whatever it is, your tablet that you can take a picture. You know, and every device has its own way of doing that. So just Google it. <laughs> How do I gotcha. take a screenshot on my iPad Pro? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you ready for two? Number two. All right. Organize the information you need to learn. This is another one. We've got so much coming at us. How do we, and if we don't take the time, like I've taken screenshots, I organize it. And so I've used a few different devices and it seems that it, it changes depending on what I'm doing. But what I will often do is use a program like Evernote or OneNote or um, 
I might use something like Trello or Asana. There's all kinds of apps that are organizer apps, right? And some are like Trello, I, I love because it has little squares, but Asana has that now. So now a lot of programs, you just drag and drop your information. So I've got all those screen clippings. I can put them into the computer and then drag them around and organize them to study. Mm -hmm. Or if it's something bigger, use your OneNote. Every Microsoft device has it. Use Evernote if you don't, if you have a Google device or a device that doesn't have OneNote. You know, find ways, mind mapping. I use tons of mind maps. I love mind mapping. So, and there's mm -hmm. lots of apps to do that. So organize your notes. And you know what? A good old fashioned three ring binder can also work. <laughs> I was working with a coach yeah. for about a year and I literally got one of those that I could open up and I could put things in. I went back to paper and pencil and it worked really well for me for that. And sometimes you might go. use more and more. Yep. So that's number two, organize yourself, figure out how, and this may seem like it's easy. Oh yeah. That's not anything new, Susan. Well, but how, how often are you doing it? Are you really thinking it through and doing it? And so there's one thing about knowing about it. Another thing of implementing it. The other thing Amen. is, yeah, yeah. So use tech tools that increase how fast you can take information. Now, the one I'm going to talk about here, I've already mentioned the video speed controller. Um, and am I going too fast? Because I tend to get excited about this stuff and I speak you're really fast too. You're on number three. Okay. Good. You're on number three. So girl. So there is some really cool um, technology out there that as you're reading, if you're a slow reader like and dyslexic, this is really good for dyslexia, is that you can, it, it's ReadZ does it and Spreeder does it. They ReadZ is one app, Spreeder is another one. Used to be Spritz was another one. And as you it goes, you can put how many words and there's a red, a red word. And the, for whatever reason, the red word helps you focus all the way down. Really? So look for, yeah, it's so cool. Readsy is my favorite. And I can read so much faster off the device if I'm using it. So there's ReadMe, Spreeder, Readsy, there's a bunch of them out there. So that's another thing that you might use. So get that technology. Wow. And of course, you can also use something like Audible or, a, um, an online book, right? Of um, an audio book, and you can speed that up too if you want to. So I'm always looking at. I don't have enough time. Well, then how can you do this, right? So that's yeah. number three. Use tech that helps speed in how you take in, speed up how you take in information. And the other thing is to find hacks that help you process information. Now, what I mean by a hack is a lot of times you're saying, okay, I got to learn this, and you're going to watch this webinar. I'm always mm -hmm. like playing around with other devices. Like there's a there's an <laughs> app called Otter and I will use put Otter on either after the fact, like if there's a recording, I will or a video recording, I'll put Otter on and it actually types up everything the the video is saying. And now I have oh, no that's what it is. Oh, I knew it's I heard about awesome. Otter. Yeah, Otter or I could be in a lecture or I could be in an interview like this or I'm getting or somebody's teaching me how to do something. So let's say you are in the workplace. Right? And you, somebody just came over to teach you something on your phone if you have Otter and you can get 560 minutes for free. You just type record. Now you're recording that person give you the instructions. So you may not be able to video record it, but you can audio record it. Now you have the audio recording and it, you have it in text. So these are hacks. Um, sometimes I'll use a multiple device option where I'm watching a webinar and then I'm, I'm, I might also screen capture with, with mm -hmm. a program like Snagit or Appliant has a lot of software that does that. Um, so that you wanna make sure that 
you have ways to gather information and process that information differently than how it's being presented. Because sometimes the way it's yeah. being presented, it's not the way that works for your brain. Every brain right. processes a little differently. And also mm -hmm. consider, you might feel like, well, I don't need accessibility apps. You know, those apps for people who maybe have vision difficulties or are, are deaf or they, 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 um, they can't hear well, or hearing impaired. So what do you do with that? Use your accessibility options, even if you don't have those, because those accessibility options will allow you to enlarge the text on your screen or, you know, so all these right now are technology solutions, but they exist. And so there's right. something to think about. I mean, I feel like technology has just changed the world for people in the in the, the field of learning, right? Because there's so yeah. much we can do. So those are hacks. Can you, I call those hacks. Can you, so with Otter, you can just directly transcribe into it or, you know, do voice and it'll automatically transcribe? Yes. So let me give you an example. I had um, a coaching session last week. I, I've hired a coach, so I have a coach and I'm in the learning process. And mm -hmm. he delivered so much wonderful information. And it, it was even on Zoom, right? So I, I had that, that video. And, but for whatever reason, it didn't transcribe. Zoom's supposed mm -hmm. to transcribe. It didn't. So last night, I played his video again and I opened up Otter on my computer and I put on, I put him record, I put Otter record and I watched it was working and literally I came back a half an hour later and everything he said was in text. Oh, nice, nice. Oh yeah. Now I, I use the free version, so it's not formatted well, but you can actually pay for it and it'll give you better quality. Interesting, yeah, because like right now there'll be a lot of things that I'll transcribe. I'm actually transcribing one of my new books and so uh -huh. I'm I'm speaking it into voice record and then I upload it to transcribe. So what you're telling me is I need to just get Otter and go directly to it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no reason. Yeah. And what's mm -hmm. really, I've been using speech to text for a couple of decades. I've written 16 mm -hmm. books and only the first two were typed, typed at oh, the word wow. processor. Every other one of my books, I spoke. And so wow. I've been using Dragon, for instance, I used Dragon Naturally Speaking for decades, even when it mm -hmm. wasn't working very well. And that was, there was some funny things then. What it would transcribe <laughs> for what I said was sometimes really hilarious. <laughs> it really was. But, but um, the, the thing is, is, you know, now all that speech to text has gotten extremely, extremely good, that technology. So you can find that everywhere now. Yeah. Good. That's on my to-do list. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can't so wait to find out next. <laughs> Five, find alternate Five. sources. Now this is this is big. Find alternate sources for the same information that you want to learn. So, have you did when you went to college? Did you have that professor that just put you to sleep? Did you? <laughs> yes. Did you His have name that? Was Father did you Lee. Have, hmm. And he always had he always had a little spittle that was on the outside of his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are they or or they spoke too slow or too fast or oh, they they were up here so, in the way they presented information oh, and you're like giving plain language? So I mean, sweet. right? <laughs> yes. I remember one. One was so monotone. It like I felt like I had weights on my eyelid. I mean, a monotone mm. college professor was horrible. Anyway, so if you have a, something you have to learn, and whether it's through the company's you know training process or in their system, or whether it's something you want to learn and you got a book about it and oh my gosh, I needed find alternate sources. They're everywhere. YouTube is fabulous. I mean, anything yeah. I want to learn, I can go to YouTube. Now, if it isn't at YouTube, 
there are other sites. So go to Google videos and under the mm -hmm. search tools, choose your source. So you there is a tremendous amount of information that's available for you through um, online resources. So there's no reason that you have to do it the way it was presented to you initially, whether that's in the workplace. There's alternate right. ways to get that information. Just look for them. So go true. online. Look for those. Yeah. And or or go. Uh, my son would say to me, I learn better if somebody shows me at work. So and I talk about my son because he has two learning disabilities. And mm -hmm. and so he's he's figured out how to overcome those and be very successful, which is inspiring to me. And and he said, well, when when they want me to learn something at work, they might give me you know a book or recording a manual. But what I try to do is find somebody in the company that can teach me and show me hands on. Yeah. And so you got to find those alternate sources for information. Um, massive, like, I'm going to say MOOCs. confident enough to ask for them, you know, to be confident yes. enough to ask for them. Yes. And, and sometimes that means knowing the people you're working with and, yeah. and finding out how do you approach them. This is a communication strategy, but how do you approach yeah. them so that they'll they'll help you and and the big thing there is to make sure if you do ask for help that you actually do the work and yes. and let the person know that you really did it so they don't feel like they wasted their time because anybody who teaches or gives you that time they want to know that you're not just blowing their time everybody's got absolutely time. It, it's valuable time is valuable right Love so it. and and there's one other um, alternate source I want to mention is they're called MOOCs, Massive Open Online Courses, and they're free. So just Google M-O-O-C and what topic you want to learn, and you're probably going to find alternate resources there. So that was number five. We're halfway through. We have time? We still have time? Keep going. Okay. Make your environment, number six, make your environment focus-friendly. Focus friendly, and what do, what do I mean by that? Um, invest in noise canceling headphones oh, and yeah. put them on. For me, I'm a, I'm also ADHD, so of course I've diagnosed I diagnosed myself after um, I have everything. My also. son was diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was not diagnosed as a child. I'm too like old for that, but I, I have that too. <laughs> yeah. So what I need to do, like if I'm writing. And again, people will say play Mozart. Well, that doesn't work for me. It's just that too exciting. Work for me. Mm -hmm. No, but I found harp music. Hillary Stagg's harp music works for me. Or um, there's a couple other piano pieces. So I made a playlist just of the music that I've discovered. It's trial and error. I can really zero in and focus. And when I have that in headsets, in headphones on my ears, mm -hmm. I can't believe how well I can focus. And I also mm. find that I need to have options between standing and sitting to focus. Yeah. I, I focus mm -hmm. better when I stand if I'm writing. Interestingly enough, if I'm trying to write or read, I, I, I find sometimes I do better, like write, handwrite, I do better if I'm sitting. So you've got mm -hmm. to look at your environment and find a way, especially now everybody's working from home and your kids are probably remote, learning remotely in the mm -hmm. next room or in the same room as you if you've only got you know one room and it's a table right put headphones get some noise canceling headphones and find it's so some important. music it's so, important. it's so important i can't have any music on when i'm working because i'll start singing it no matter what but like today tuesdays from nine to ten are my uninterrupted writing time and mm -hmm. when i do that i have to close out my email close out every yep. other i can't have anything on there i i turn my phone on for one hour on the timer 
and I uh-huh. turn it off the ringer and I turn it upside down so that I don't see any of it. And I right. have to have that with no other distractions. Otherwise, the moment you see the little email thing come up, the moment you hear the phone buzz, then you're distracted yeah. and it takes me out of that. And it was so funny because today I about scared myself when the alarm went off because I was like, <laughs> what? You get Where'd really? an hour go? <laughs> I know. Funny story, what I, I started to become aware of my own learning in this in this regard, my own way of learning and my own distractibility. When I'd come home after flying, I was presenting all over the country, sometimes internationally, presenting training mm-hmm. on, on learning. And um, I came home one time and I said to my husband, I don't know why, but I get so much done on the airplane. And this was before yes. internet on the airplanes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. I get yes. so much done. I don't know what it is, if it's being buckled in that seat or just to the zone, the, the hum of the plane, but I get mm-hmm. so much more done. It's too bad, you know, I can't do that when I'm home. And he said, well, maybe we can find an airplane seat <laughs> online somewhere in a second, you know, like a Craigslist or something <laughs> and get you an airplane seat for your, for your office. And, and then, I thought that was then so I expect funny. you to bring me a, a, I expect you to bring me a glass of wine and a little bag of peanuts every 25 minutes, go. okay? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's so funny. The well, we can look and see if we can find an airplane seat. But why? Because there was no other distractions, you know, especially yeah. if the person next to me wasn't trying to talk. I could yeah. really zone in. And that's where I started that was- to really learn. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally interrupted you because I was going to say that's when that I just funny. was telling a story in one of my videos because then one day one of my employees called me and said, Hey, Sherlock, I uh, so you just landed. Where are you? I go, how did you know I just landed? He goes, oh, we all know when you've been on an airplane, because when about the moment that the uh, you hit the airport, we each get 17 emails. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oops. Because you're focused and there isn't, you're not getting up to go fold laundry or you're not getting up to go look in the refrigerator or you're not getting up to do something else or, but, yeah. But clear my email email inbox. And I'm like, I have zero emails. They just have all been pushed out to everybody else. <laughs> I got to say, you, you bring up a really good point because I am way behind on my email because I haven't been on an airplane. So well, then you'll have to watch my Monday motivation today. <laughs> yeah, okay, I will. I love those. I've been watching them. They're awesome. Yes. All right. So that's, that was six that's focus six. friendly. Yes. All right. Seven. For some of us, especially people who are more extroverted, all right, this is really important for extroverts. It may also work for introverted people, but for extroverts, people who need to talk their process to learn, find someone to teach and, or at least explain, like find someone to tell what you just learned to. Even like I tell people, watch, watch the video or the webinar for 10 minutes shut it down and then go share what you learned with somebody in the house, your dog, your cat, um, call somebody, (laughs) you know, or even if it's somebody that doesn't care, say, look, just let me process this out, you know, but you need many, many people will not remember what they learned unless they teach it or talk about it, unless they process it verbally. This is really important. This is why it's a mistake to have quiet classrooms when kids are in school. You know, the teachers who just want to lecture for an hour and then they don't let students have time to process that information and talk with their partner. (laughs) That's a problem. That's a problem because a lot of us learn that way. Number eight, stop the webinar, stop the video, stop the podcast and send yourself a memo with a key point. Mm Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, 
Yeah. I'll even, I figured out how to do it even when I'm driving now. I promise I'm safe. What I do is I'll, I'll put voice, a voice recorder on my phone, right? So that it's in the holder and I'm listening to something on my phone and I just hit this one record button, right? Cause mm-hmm. the recordings that's on the screen, hit record, hit stop, hit record, talk about, I want to remember this point. And then it goes right to my email. I believe. Yep. I'm not sure if it's Otter that does, if Otter does that, I think Otter is more steps, but if you can do something like that, or if I do it in the car safely, it's just one touch, but you can also (laughs) do it in your, in your home or, you know, your, sometimes I'm listening. A lot of us listen to learn things we learn from while we're doing something else in the house. that's mindless. And Mm -hmm. there's, you know, it's like people who knit. Okay, while they're learning, I used to have people come into my presentations and they'd knit or they'd do something else. And then I used to be offended like 20 years ago when I was doing that. And now I realize (laughs) that's helping them to learn that they need that. So folding clothes while learning is is fine. And but you got to stop when you hear something important and send yourself a voice recording or jot it down. If you're depending again on your learning style, your learning preference, you might want to jot it down or you might want to send yourself a voice recording. So that is Yeah, number eight, number eight. you got to stop because what sometimes happens, and I, I'm sure you've seen this, you've seen this when you're presenting. Um, have you ever presented something for like an hour and then you ask the audience, okay, can you tell me one thing I just shared with you? And did you <laughs> ever notice that they share the last thing you said? Yeah, And a lot much, of times yeah. they can't remember what you said the previous 45 minutes. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And it's, yep. and, and then you're so like, great, they, well, we should got that. Right. <laughs> so what, what, what happens is your brain is processing it, but it goes on overflow. And so you need to, when you hear, oh, I want to remember that. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop yes. and, and, and do something. Right yes. All right. That's number eight. Number nine. Right. Number nine. We're getting there, right? I know. Number nine. <laughs> Gift yourself the time. And I say gift to yourself the time because how often are people so busy they don't take mm-hmm. the time to do this? If there yep. are downloadables that are given to you ahead of whatever you're trying to learn, ahead of the course, ahead of the webinar, ahead of, download them and read them or at least skim them. Yeah. Highlight yep. the keywords. Um, give yourself that time because if you familiarize yourself, even with just the headings or the big big ideas, just scan it. Now, when you hear the per- the person who's delivering the training talking about it, now you've seen it already, and your brain right. will. Ho- your what happens? It's really it's really a, a a neural thing in your brain. Your brain you heard this and it hooks into that what you know mm. I saw this before and it's your brain long term memory remembers in patterns and it hooks into previous learning so that that's really important if you can to take the time to review the information you're given ahead of time the majority of people do not yeah even I agree. if they know I agree. they don't right i don't have the well, time especially when you're like here's the reading material that i expect you to do before and they show up they're like nah <laughs> yeah yeah. And, and the part of it too is people think they have to read every word. You don't. Right. Skim it. Skim it. Just take the, take the first sentence of every paragraph. Really, you yeah. don't need to do it all. Just get yourself a little <laughs> familiar, right? Because yeah. your brain is processing it even if you, you don't need to remember it all. You just want to be familiar with it. I agree. Now we are right. almost out of time, so we got to get to 10. <laughs> 10 is easy. Build in the time to reflect on what you've learned. 
So mm-hmm. um, get out and walk. Like my husband is a, a software engineer. So he is often having to learn things too. And when he first started working at home, he would just sit in his office the entire time. I'm like, you got to get up and move. You've got to yeah. get up and move. And, get... and so now sometimes it's kind of crazy because we're working out of the house, right? I'll see all of them. He's walking outside barefoot. I'll see yep. him walk by the window because it's, and I'm like, what were you doing? I was reflecting. You told me I needed to move. <laughs> there you Take, go. You're learning something. No. Take that time to move. Stop. Reflect. Do the learning in chunks. You don't need to watch yeah. all 45 minutes at once. Give yourself some time <laughs> to let your brain process what you just learned. Even if it means you're going to take a walk um, around the house or or the if you're at work around the building, especially great if you can get outside. Um, yes. Do something to give yourself quiet time to sit and just, you know, do that writing where you never stop. It's, you know, that, that stream of consciousness yeah. writing. Do something that helps your brain focus. And a lot of I people, love it. a lot of times we don't. We're in such a hurry. I think one of the biggest detriments to learning is being in a hurry, too much in a hurry. But that's it. That's Absolutely. number 10. All right. Wonderful. Well, we have three minutes left. So we have a lot oh, no. pack in the last three minutes. I know. Okay. <laughs> Normally I'd go longer, but I have, we have somebody right after, but um, so we'll have all of your contact information on the show notes, but if in case somebody wants to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? All right. I, I made a special website for this. It's called the, I got it mindset.com. And okay. if they go to I, the I got it, very easy to remember, easier to spell than my name. My name sounds easy, but it's not when you hear it. Okay, I got it mindset.com. And um, anybody who, who goes to that mindset will see a web form and you'll be able to um, sign up for a free consultation if you'd like to talk with me. I will spend a half an hour with you and talk with you about all of this for free. Wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. My listeners love that kind of stuff. Great. Well, yeah. Susan, before we leave, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I would say don't ever believe the limitations that other people have put on you. Up until college, I thought I wasn't smart. I thought I was just average. I'd look at the smart kids and go, oh, I wish I was like them. And then in college, um, I had a, a, a teach a professor who asked me to take an IQ test. And because you know, he was doing his certification for be, for doing that, for taking IQ tests. And I took the test and realized, oh my gosh, I'm way smarter than I thought I was. I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked. My potential was shocked. I mean, it shocked your potential. And it was, and it was not, it was only then, only then that I realized I could I could be smart and I could learn. I didn't know because I accepted the limitations that had been placed mm. on me before. Oh, you're not smart. You didn't get the A. Just because you didn't get the A doesn't mean you're not smart. And that's what I would say. Right. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't don't use a deficit model to to figure out what you can do. Look at what you can do and what your talent is. And don't believe anybody else. I love it. Thank you so much, Susan. You've shared incredible information. It's such a pleasure having you on today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've enjoyed this too. And I really am honored that, that you gave me this opportunity. It's wonderful. I love, love to it. shock people's potential. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.